All right, everybody say, I am blessed with success. And thank you for coming out on Father's Day. And, and you know, I, I've been working on a message today, real excited about how to help others in life. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 says, blessed are those who are merciful, for they will receive mercy. And this week has been a, a very busy, intense week, and, and I was, been, was working on the message, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy, and I've been declaring mercy in my life. And so let me just tell you a story that happened this week. Um, I was on my way to church, I was running late, and there on Highway 24, if you notice that the, the speed limit drops, or it goes up and drops pretty quick, and so, so I was doing about 70, excuse me, um, getting, trying to get to church, and all of a sudden, you know, those little, little red lights start going, and the siren starts going, and, and I get pulled over, and, and I notice it's a, high, a white highway patrolman car, and so I was excited, uh, because Jason, who serves on our security dream team, is a highway patrolman. And I was, so, he, so I'm rolling my window down, he walks up, I said, man, Jason, it's good to see you this week, and, and um, I said, I just am working on a message for Sunday called, blessed <laughs> are the merciful, so they shall receive mercy. And he said, Pastor, you know, it's great, great to see you, and, and uh, so I thought he was going to give me a warning, and he walks up with a ticket, and he says, Vic, he says, you know, I, I got to be, I'm a Christian, and we got to do what the Bible says, right? And I'm like, right, the blessed are the merciful, because they shall see mercy. And he said, but the, the Bible also says, Vic, as he hands me a ticket, go and sin no more. And, <laughs> all a joke, all right? <laughs> Didn't happen. And I asked for permission I said, Jason, can I share this? And he, I said, can I personalize it? And he said, yeah, and that's what, what makes it fun. But I believe on Father's Day, it's truly one of the richest lessons as dads that we can show our children how to be merciful. And not only how to be merciful, but to receive mercy. And the pop-up is, is we want you not to just see it, but we want you to experience the Dream Center we have a counseling ministry that Haley saw before she was ever on staff, before she was ever doing it. She said, you know, I see at the dream, see. And now people are experiencing her counseling and people are being touched. And, and uh, I mean, we're doing foster care. Uh, I'm getting ready to meet with the sheriff's department of Randolph County. We're going to be providing uh, probably free counseling to the, to the deputies. Uh, when they go through difficult things in their life. And so, again, I encourage you, I ask you uh, to at least honor the Dream Teamers that have worked this week to make sure it's all set up for you and to experience. Everybody say experience. Experience the Dream Center. And, and it will awaken something in you that will touch. You know, we're able to touch truckers because West Sharp had a dream. And every trucker that comes in that delivers a donation to the Dream Center, we give a blessing box. We give, we give laundry soap, we give soap, we give shaving cream and razors and snacks and, and all kinds of stuff. And it, 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 rarely do you see people become speechless, but these folks are Muslim, they're Hindu, they're non-Christians, they're on the road. And when you hand them that box, they're just like, they just, they, they're shocked. And, you know, that's 
why we do what we do, because we've experienced the mercy of God, and we want you to experience what that Dream Center is all about. So seriously, just walk across the parking lot, 10 or 15 minutes, and then you say, you know, one of the things is, well, I don't need it. That's right, you know what? You don't need it, probably. A lot of you don't, but you need to experience it. And even if you don't need it, and take it, and then give an offering, all right? And if you don't want to give an offering, then you know somebody that needs it, amen? that needs to experience the mercy of God. So let's pray, and then the next 15 minutes I'll be in the Word. Father God, I just thank you. And Father, I just, ah, what an incredible honor, incredible privilege that you allow us as a team, as a worship team, as a media team, as children and kids and VIP and carts and to sow into these people's lives. And Father, I just pray. I pray, first of all, for those who have lost dads this year, those who have lost children, those that are becoming dads, that you'll just touch them in an amazing way. What an incredible honor that you give us as dads to bless us with children. They are a heritage. They are a gift from God. And Father, blessed are those that are merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And Father, we need to know both sides of that today. We need to know how to be merciful. Why? And we also need to know that it's okay for us to receive mercy in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Biblical mercy could be defined as when one person or creature sacrifices something important in order to help a fellow person or fellow creature. I was reading an article about a family's beloved pet dog. And the pet dog nearly drowned, falling in the backyard swimming pool when the owners wasn't home. And fortunately, the, the owners had two dogs, and, and uh, when they got home from being gone, they noticed that the dogs were wet, and they walked around. They couldn't find any, anything that was turned over. They, they, they didn't, the toilet lids were down and all those kind of things. And, and so they didn't know what was happening, but why the dogs were wet, but yet there wasn't anything wet inside. So the family in South Africa decided to go look at the video, try to determine what had happened. Well, what had happened is their little dog, Chucky, had fallen into the family swimming pool in the back. And fortunately, the larger dog, Jesse, was, was nearby. He heard Chucky, the little dog, yelping and paddling in the water and went over and for the next 30 minutes tried to rescue the little dog out of the pool. And for 30 minutes, it happened because every time that Jesse would grab Chucky to pull it up, the wet fur would cause Chucky to slide back into the pool and he was there. But I loved it because Jesse, the dog, never gave up. And the owner said this, it was heart-wrenching to watch. We still struggle to watch the video today, just thinking of what could have happened if Jesse was not there. And I think about Jesse the dog who didn't give up, who didn't get tired, who didn't get frustrated. And the Bible says, blessed are the merciful. And I believe mercy is one of the greatest lessons that we can learn today 
as, as a Christian because mercy is a direct attribute of God himself. If you study the Bible, you'll see it's a very large part of God's nature and character. You'll study the Bible, you'll see that, that God would rather show and give mercy than judgment. You study the Bible, and he's a merciful to the backslider who returns to Jesus. He's merciful to the sinner who repents. He's merciful to the widows and orphans. And y'all may not realize, but 43 times in the Bible, it talks about children who are fatherless and the responsibility of Christians of what we're to do for those children who are fatherless. And one of the things that we're working on, we'll be getting the information, is what every boy should know where we want boys to experience how to shoot a gun, how to change a tire, how to cook, grill a burger or a hot dog on the grill. We want those boys to, to do that because we live in a fatherless society. But I want you to understand here, it doesn't mean that, that God just offers salvation. That's grace, not mercy. Grace is when he forgives our sins. But mercy is when he lifts us out of misery and the consequences and suffering that sin has brought on our lives, whether known or unknown in our life. And so the key is, blessed are those who show mercy. Everybody say, I am blessed with success. So mercy is a characteristic of the genuine disciples of, of Jesus. And I really get concerned about other Christians who, who crucify other Christians when they fall in their life. Because if the church and if we as Christians don't show mercy, then who in the world is going to show mercy? Proverbs says even the righteous person is merciful to animals and humans. <laughs> that means he feels the miseries of their suffering. It means she sees how to relieve them in their life. Even if that person's fault, if it's their own fault that they're suffering in their life. But when you really get what the word of God says, that mercy causes us to deal leniently with those who bring misery upon themselves. I don't have time to read it, but if you read it this week, the book of Hosea. Hosea is an incredible story of a husband and a father that I want to share on Father's Day, probably one of the greatest examples in the Bible of a father. And God told the prophet Hosea, he says, I want you to go marry a, a lady named Gomer who is a prostitute. And I want you to rescue her out of that prostitution lifestyle. And I'm going to use your life, Hosea and Gomer, of my restoration power, my unconditional love, my acceptance, my forgiveness. And, and so Hosea goes off, he, he finds Gomer, and, and if you read the story, that, that they, uh, they have two children, they have three children, two boys and a girl, and they were a happy family. But eventually Gomer didn't like being in the ministry. And Gomer no longer liked being a wife and a mom. But she wanted to return to, i.e., the fun life. Because, you know, the Bible says sin. Sin is pleasurable for a season, but its end is death. And so Gomer decided to, to walk out on dad and, and the three children, and she started fooling around. And the story says she slipped back into prostitution. 
The Bible says that when we return to our sin, it's as a dog going back to its vomit and eating it up. And she started selling her body to men, and they would pay a price, but eventually a hard sin lifestyle, she's the one who paid the price, and because of her lifestyle, I don't know if you've ever seen them, they, they become old fast, physically looking old. And her face began to wrinkle, her body and eyes began to sag, and she couldn't make the money that she once made as a prostitute. And when she wasn't making the money, the Bible says, in essence, that the pimp, pimp came in and sold, was going to sell her as a slave. Study the Bible, and it said that her husband, Hosea, and her three children, her two boys and a girl, hadn't seen her for years, hadn't seen mom since mom walked out. And you read the story, and her life was wasted. And the pimp put her on the auction block, and the auctioneer began to Say, I'm going to sell this woman to the highest bidder. She's not pretty anymore, but she can wash dishes and she can clean the house and she can weed the garden and she can scrub the floors and, and she can't do what she used to do. She's all worn out, but she can still do a little bit of work. And people started bidding, and this is sort of a paraphrase of the story, but one person said, $2, I'll give you $2 for her. Somebody else said, I'll give you $4. Somebody else, I'll give you $6. And then it got quiet. And the auctioneer said, going once, going twice. Then suddenly out of the back was Hosea. He said, I'll give you $2,000 for her. And he bought his wife back. She didn't deserve it. But he was moved by mercy, paying way more than anybody else. And when I thought about why did he pay so much? Because when we show mercy to people, it gives them value, it gives them worth. And I think if we think back in our lives, haven't we all received mercy when we didn't deserve it? And deep down when we're, we're in that pit of life that, that we just want want somebody to show us mercy even though we don't deserve it in our life? Because see, the God that we serve is constantly reaching out to us in mercy. A couple weeks ago, we had the community daycare graduation here. There was an incident where no officers could come on the scene. and So through the, through the thing, the sheriff's department said, Vic, can you handle that? And I was like, oh, I'm not that guy. I mean, I don't know, even own a baseball bat in my house to, to defend my house. And, and so I'm not that guy. But anyway, through the process, there was a dad that showed up. And he wanted to see his daughter graduate. And I'm not justifying anything, but I just want you to show what mercy's all about. So, so he, he had a restraining order against him. And so, you know, you, you all know that stuff. And so, so through the process, they're like, Vic, can you handle that? And I said, yeah, I can handle it. So I went and tapped the dad on the shoulder. I said, listen, I said, do you have a restraining order? Yes, I do. I said, then I need you to leave. He said, I, I'd like to see my daughter graduate. He said, can I finish, just finish watching the video and then I'll leave? I knew how long the video was. I said, sure. 
And so when the video was over, I went and tapped him on the shoulder. And I said, can I, I need to escort you out. And so I was escorting him out. And then the Holy Spirit arrested me. He said, stop and pray for the man. Stop and pray. And at that point, I gave the young man a hug. And I just prayed for him. And he just began to weep. Because what he experienced, mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And as I begin to close, when you show mercy to others, I'm not saying justify their sin. I'm not saying rationalize it. I didn't justify it. I didn't make it. We obeyed the law of the land. But for a moment out in that parking lot, he just needed somebody to love him. We will receive mercy ourselves. Number one, I had a wife that was complaining to me. Trish and I met with the couple. I thought this couple would never make it. And she said, all he ever does is criticize me. The food is not good enough. The house is never cleaned. The laundry is never done. I can't do anything right. And I remember meeting them in the old parents' room. And I said, you know what? When was the last time you gave your husband a compliment? She couldn't remember. Then she started complimenting him. She started showing mercy instead of anger or resentment. And he fell in love with her all over again. The one marriage that, that I didn't think would make it, they made it. And they're still making it, and they're running a successful business here in the community. Mercy revitalizes relationships more than anything else. And the second thing is you will be honored. Everybody say, I am blessed with success. Proverbs chapter 21, 21. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. As you're merciful, your reputation will rise like a hot air balloon. And you'll ascend to a place of honor in your community like you've never experienced before in your life. Think about that dog. A dog from South Africa went viral for saving his little brother or little sister's life out of a pool. That dog has been admired all over the world for showing mercy. And what will happen to you? What will happen to you when you show mercy? You'll be happy. Proverbs 14, 21. He that has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Happy is he. And let me tell you, the Dream Center is not something you can hear about up here. And we've kept it secret for about three months. The Dream Center is something that you need to touch, you need to experience, you need to see, you need to walk through. And we want you to experience the mercy that people come, literally a warehouse to the world. We want you to touch it. We want you to feel it. We want you to be blessed by it. Why? So you can pray for us. And you can pray for the people that come in. And when you leave, you're going to get a golden ticket, just like Willy Wonka, one of my favorite movies. Amen. <laughs> Charlie. You're all going to be Charlie for a moment. And you're going to get a golden ticket. 
And we as, want you as a family, one ticket per family, and we want you to go over there and experience. We want you to walk, we want you to touch, we want you to grab. You can get up to, to 35 clothing items for free, brand new stuff. We even put Francesca's out there for the women. We've got all kinds of stuff. You can get five personal items, and that's like these kind of items up here. That way it stretches because we've got another service. Amen? Come on. But just go over there and experience it. Experience it. And I promise it will change your life. Why do we do that? Because I stood in a food bank line in 1991, February, on 81st and Bingo. I went from making $6,000 a month take home in 1990 to standing in a food bank line. And some of you have heard me help tell a story. I was at the Raven's Nest. That's why we call it, used to be called Cherith Brook Food Pantry. And I had my head down. I was ashamed. Felt guilty that I was going to take something. I was ashamed that I'm standing in a welfare line to take care of my kids. And the lady looked at me and she said, pick up your head. She said, because I know how you feel, because I felt the same way, because I stood in a line. And I'm going to tell you what somebody else told me. And I'm telling you today, pick up your head. And when you get to a point in life, do something about it. And that's why we do it. Because see, every time that we load a car, every time I see a piece of clothes on a hanger, every time I see them walk out with stuff, I don't focus on the, the 5% that steal. I mean, they shoplift free stuff. It always amazes me. <laughs> I don't get it. It's free. Somebody said, why don't you call the cops? I said, it didn't cost nothing. <laughs> but seriously... Every time that I see it, I go back to February 1991, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I see that lady. I said, pick up your head. See, at that point in my life, I needed some mercy. I needed some mercy. And uh, there's a popular song out by Tony Orlando called Tie a Yellow Ribbon Around an Old Oak Tree. And a lot of you that are older probably know it. And they're going to put a video up. But it's, it's an amazing story because it's not just a Grammy award-winning song. But it's a true story that happened in Jacksonville, Florida. There was a guy. He had some kids. He was married but he started getting addicted to marijuana. And, uh, and then it began to escalate, because that's what addictions do. And uh, so he started stealing. He started neglecting his kids, abusing his wife, not being the dad and the husband that he should have been. And his addiction got so out of control that one day he robbed a bank. And when... He robbed the bank. He got arrested. 
and sort of had that jailhouse salvation moment where he told his wife, he said, listen, I've abused you, I've neglected the kids, I haven't been a good dad, I haven't been a good husband, and, and they're sentenced me away for 12 years for bank robbery. So why don't you divorce me and go find a, a better husband and a better dad for our kids? And I don't want you to write me, I don't want you to visit me, I don't want my kids to know what I did and who I am, and I was in prison. Well, three years later, he was getting paroled for good behavior. Life was turning around. And a week before he was released, he wrote his, his family. He said, uh, I'm getting out of prison in a week, and I don't know if you're still there. But if you'll have me back, I believe I'm a transformed man. If you have me back, then tie a yellow ribbon around the old tree. A week later, he got on the bus. The bus is going from the institution DOC to Jacksonville. He's sitting all alone. Three teenagers start asking him. You seem like really bummed out. What's going on? He began to lay out the story. He said, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they still live in the house. I don't know if she's married and moved on. I'm just... I don't know if they'll accept me back because this is what I did. He said, I don't know. He said, I just wrote her and told her, if you'll have me back as a husband and a dad, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. The bus comes up. He sort of puts his head down. It's getting ready to turn the corner into his neighborhood. The teenagers, they're excited. The bus is excited. They're looking to see what happens. Suddenly, they turn the corner. The bus erupts in cheers. Not only did she have a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, she had bananas and everything yellow that she could possibly have on that tree. And he got on the bus, and his wife welcomed him back. His kids welcomed him back in the family. Did he deserve it? No. He didn't deserve it. But he experienced mercy. He discovered what mercy was all about. And that's the attitude that we should have. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm asking you to bow your heads out of reverence for God. I'm asking you to close your eyes so you don't get distracted by anybody around you because maybe you need to receive grace. Maybe you need to receive mercy. Maybe you need to give mercy. Maybe you need to extend mercy towards someone. Let me take a chance. Let go of your grudge. Help someone out of a jam. And when you do, you'll be blessed with success. And you'll receive mercy when you need it in your life. Father God, I just thank you for each person. Father, I think we can all identify at some point in our lives that we need to receive mercy in our lives. Father, before we can receive mercy, we have to receive grace. And grace is just that forgiveness, that love, that acceptance. 
And if there's somebody that's here that's never experienced you, Jesus, that, that, or somebody that maybe once walked with you and know what that grace is, but now they need to receive mercy to be able to come back into the house of God. If that's you, just where you're at, just say, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart for the first time. Jesus, I ask you to come back into my life. Because I see that yellow ribbon. I see that yellow ribbon tied around my heart that you're accepting me. And so, Father, I ask that you touch each person today. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Well, hey, I want all the dads to stand up. Everybody, please stand up. All the dads, give them a great big hand clap. And... And so I'm going to ask the dads to come forward. we got a small gift for you that we want to bless you and honor you with. Also, uh, please, please go experience the Dream Center. So dads, come forward. Give me one more great big hand clap. Come down and just get your sunflower seeds. Then go over and experience the pop-up. Uh, not just see it, but experience it. Have a blessed and wonderful Father's Day.